I'm going to record this. <laughs> A sound that every scientist knows and loves. Uh, uh, and that every patient fears. We have snuck into the first aid room because our topic today actually might have to do with what happens in many a first aid room around the world. First aid rooms are not places that you ever really want to visit, um, but sometimes I guess that just kind of happens. So Dodie, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about wound healing on this episode of Discovery Matters. Connor, let me paint a picture for you. Oh, please do. It is summertime. You've taken your kids out to play. And what do you see at a playground? I see like a hundred thousand different opportunities for injury. <laughs> I, I, I'm an experienced parent. Um, everything there is designed to basically help me accelerate my journey to the emergency room. Or the first aid room. Yeah, exactly. That's basically what, um, you know, the first eight years of my children's life was all about. It was trips to the emergency room for the weirdest reasons. Well, me too. My son, actually, we were standing there cheering him on, swinging higher and higher and higher, and then he jumped. And then boom. Scratched knees, you know, wounds, these are things that we see at a playground. We do. We see it all the time. And we also see, you know, parents or, or guardians with snacks in their pocket. And yogurt is kind of a thing that, uh, that a lot of kids get as their snack, right? They do, and like get spilled in the car, and then that's ruined a car, like a yogurt spill. <laughs> <laughs> that gets stinky later on. But we're coming around to how to connect yogurt and scratched knees or serious wounds. We're not just talking about like, parenting being a really messy business that nobody ever tells you about there's actually a there's actually a connection between wounds and yogurt that's right we're talking about the idea of using the body to heal itself and we met somebody who is thinking about healing wounds not at a playground she's thinking on a much more serious level i'm a very dry person <laughs> i have eczema i'm i get dry skin from it I don't know if it is that, but I've always been interested in skin and skin biology. So, who is that? Uh, I have a name that doesn't translate well in English. It's uh, Evelina Vågesjö. So I'm from Sweden. Normally I'm presented as Evelina from Sweden. Evelina has founded a company called Ilia Pharma. Ilia Pharma? Yeah. And her whole idea... Her whole team's idea is to genetically rebuild lactic acid bacteria, the stuff that you find in yogurt, and use that to produce a bodily substance, which in turn helps speed the healing process. We're set out to uh, accelerate healing of difficult to heal skin wounds. That is the first indication. And the second indication we work with is wounds in the gastrointestinal tract, for instance, in inflammatory bowel disease. 
And uh, how we do this is that we have come up with a new type of biologic uh, drug candidate that we're working with. And uh, instead of adding a well-known protein in healing processes, we have designed a delivery system that allows for continuous delivery to the wound surface in a very cost-efficient way. And exactly how we do that is that we actually designed lactic acid bacteria and put in a gene for a human well-known substance in, in healing processes. And then it is a much simpler way to work with uh, the manufacturing part if you have your drug as uh, lactic acid bacteria. So the lactic acid bacteria then freeze dried and then storage stability and all those parts are much easier handled. And then just before use, one reconstitutes this freeze dried uh, small batch of bacteria and then you apply them to the wound. And when in the wound, the bacteria comes to live again, there they produce this human protein, which is the chemokine. And then they produce it continuously to the wound surface for about one hour. And there we have showed that this is very important for the mechanism of action and the efficacy. So if you just give the protein at one time point, one single time point, we don't see an accelerated wound healing, for instance. So it is the close proximity to the wound surface and that we have a continuous production over a period of time, approximately in one hour. Okay, so lactic acid for me is what builds up um, in the gym or uh, just um, before everything starts to fail when you're running. It hurts <laughs> like hell. It's, it's, it's the substance of cramp. So how is lactic acid going to accelerate healing here? So the, um, the actual effector molecule, the main effector molecule is a human protein. It is the chemokine. It's called CXCL12, the one we worked with first. And the reason we work with this is um, that if you get a wound, this is upregulated directly in the, in the skin when you get a wound. What we wanted to do to accelerate the healing was that we asked ourselves, what if we increase this level of this chemokine a bit further will the body then put in more efforts to heal the wound so very simplified uh, the body thinks that the wound is much larger than it really is and therefore puts more energy and resources to the healing and then how the lactic acid comes in is that okay so how do we solve this so this chemokine uh, has a very short half-life because that's how, how the bio biology of chemokines is. We had to solve the delivery of it to have a prolonged delivery. Maybe it's not a straightforward way to put it into a bacteria and that the bacteria delivers it, but it has turned out to be very successful and it works very well. And we see some synergistic effects with, with the lactic acid bacteria produced. So. Looking back, we did not know all the positive synergies and aspects before when we designed this, but we have described the synergies and uh, we're now working with them in the development forward. We're going to step away from that playground scenario and that hypothetical situation and get a more accurate one from Evelina, where she explains how Ilia Pharma's product could help change lives if she's successful. Maybe I, I am 33 years old. Uh, let's say I need to have uh, some type of surgery. It could be any type of surgery that, uh, that opens a um, five centimeter wound in the skin. 
let's say I also have type 1 or type 2 diabetes, then I have an uh, increased risk of uh, uh, wound infections, post-surgical wound infections. Uh, if I would have had that, let's say I get a wound infection, and uh, then there is a, a timeline of months where uh, I need antibiotics to treat this wound infection. It is um, pretty long times between follow-ups, I think. So it's not perfectly monitored, this infection, it will not be. It will not also be taken into account really that I have diabetes and that therefore other, other timelines and other risks apply to me. And maybe this infection will heal out, maybe it will not. But how we see it if we can find a product that actually accelerates the closing of the wound, the complete closing, not only the sutures, but the complete closing of the wound. That has two then effects. One, if you have closed the skin surface, you cannot get a deep wound infection, for instance, because they cannot get in. So then therefore that's one part. The other part is also that the lactic acid bacteria per se actually take space in the wound and they slightly reduce the pH. So we know that this part is a bit, it's difficult to say antimicrobial, but it, it uh, inhibits the other bacteria from growing. So the speed of healing, but also how it looks in the wound will actually prevent the risk of wound infections, for instance. So we've talked before on Discovery Matters about CAR T-cells and delivering something that kind of educates or reprograms your body to correct what is going on and that that's delivered by uh, a, viral, a, a viral vector or a virus. So this is kind of different because Evelina and Ilya Pharma are delivering a bacteria instead. Or, or how does it connect? It connects a bit, but this one could think that this is delivered to a body surface instead. And then um, one could have done it with a stem cell, for instance, but that's not super smart regulatory wise. Uh, one could have done it with another type of bacteria. But uh, I would say that we had lactic acid bacteria easy at hand in our research. And uh, we actually have a panel of different lactic acid bacteria. There are many different that we've tested in this. One can also see that wounds in the gastrointestinal tract and the colon mainly. I mean, that is actually also a body surface. How is that a body surface exactly? It is an internal body surface. Uh, the same as your eyes, your mouth and so on. So this system works uh, very well to deliver human proteins to body surfaces where there are wounds or inflammation. But which protein you express has to be designed to how you would like the biologic effect to be. For CXL12, we have described exactly how the immune cells in the wound behave when it's delivered both as a protein, but also uh, via this vector that is lactic acid bacteria. Okay, so this product, which aims to revolutionize the care of chronic wounds, we're not talking about a lotion, are we? We're talking about something that somebody would have to have administered into their body in a hospital environment. Is that right? The idea with the product is that it will be administered by healthcare professionals, and we target both hospitals, which is the case for post-surgical wounds, for more chronic wounds, which is the other arm we have in the, our wound care project, then it is more outpatient care settings, but still then um, delivered by healthcare professionals. So that is the way forward, and that's how this product will work. So she talked about the way forward there. What does it actually look like? I would like to find a good cure to accelerate healing of chronic and difficult skin wounds. 
foremost that uh, actually works and makes uh, an impact on both people's lives, <laughs> their relatives, and, and uh, also has uh, benefits for the society. And I think what is starting to surface now is health economic analysis for wounds specifically. This has not been going on for so long. UK is a lead in this. We see some from Denmark and also some from the US that starts to describe the actual cost and follow one wound. It will solve a big economic problem. One can see that for a chronic wound, for instance, how much it costs ranges between 10,000 to 30,000 US dollars. 10,000 to 30,000 dollars per year? No, per wound. And some patients have their wound for years, some have them for a couple of months. I think it's very important to follow the cost per wound and also try to monitor the additional costs that this will cause. So actually, chronic wounds is not only a problem in the retired population, it is also in the active workforce, for instance, and those are side effects or economic side effects that happens if one has a wound, the loss of work capacity, and so on. I think it's very interesting when data is building on this. Basically, the ultimate, the worst case of a, of a wound infection in a chronic wound is, is uh, amputation of a limb. And then one knows that this costs around uh, 50,000 US dollars for the, for the first limb amputation. And one also knows that if a person has a second limb amputation, the quality of life decreases very rapidly after this. I also really like what, what's happening in the field where, where the five-year mortality is looked upon after wound infections. The, it's actually uh, looks much worse than for uh, more than half of the cancer diagnoses. So I think this is really building awareness that this is an important problem. Ilya Pharma have come to our TESTA Center in Uppsala to work and, and run their tests at scale. TESTA Center is a really interesting um, initiative that we run uh, in collaboration with the Swedish government and funding for innovation. You've been there. Tell us a little bit about your experience at the TESTA Center. Well, it's it's really extraordinary. It's, uh, it's a facility that is open um, to customers and to researchers who are doing process development and working on uh, new therapies, new ways of, of uh, creating um, uh, biotherapies, whether we're talking about traditional monoclonal antibiotics bodies or any of this new zoo of modalities that we're, we're seeing coming uh, coming along. And it's a way of fostering collaboration across um, big industry and academia and government uh, and small startups to really uh, accelerate the progress of these new biotherapies to market and to patients. It's really, really exciting. And it's a wonderful place to tell stories like we just did in this episode. It is, because we see some of the real groundbreaking innovation um, and thinking coming from these small companies uh, in these really interesting areas uh, where, where biotech is going to change the face of medicine as we know it. Totally right. Thank you for listening to this episode. As we wrap up, 
Uh, I want to touch base a little bit on some feedback that we've been getting. So A, thank you very, very much for being in touch and giving us feedback. B, Connor, I want to tell you exactly what some of that feedback is. And it has to do with our microbiomes episode. People have been reacting to your showering habits. I just, you know what, I've had a few emails and a couple of tweets at me about this. (laughs) I'm starting to worry about what you're hearing now. Well, I can promise that it, it's still true. It, there, there, Connor does not have body odor. Um, but one thing that I said in that episode was that I was going to try showering without soap. And I just, I, I am still wallowing in the suds. Uh, are you still? Have you not taken the step? Try it. It's so liberating. I guess you could say I don't have the guts. To try. Ah, very, very funny. Do you know the worst thing about not using soap is leaving the soaps in the hotel bathrooms. They stay now. Instead of packing them in your suitcase and bringing them home to sit on the bathroom counter for months and months and months. Yeah, exactly. You know, we've also been getting ideas uh, from listeners, and thank you for those. Uh, Keep them coming. So what's coming up? What have we got to look forward to? We're going to hear some deep dives on oligonucleotides and protein A. I know those topics, they just roll off the tongue, but they are super interesting in terms of discovering value to society. Okay, I don't even think I can say oligon. Is there a shorter? Is there a shorter word we could use? Oligos. Oh, oligos. Okay, that I can handle. So look forward to hearing about those episodes, and in the meantime, tweet us, message us, and rate us on the app that you are using to listen to this podcast. Yeah, brilliant. I tweet at at Conorato, and I'm at Dodiax. So, get in touch, let us know what you think, and rate us. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. Our executive producer is Andrea Killen. Discovery Matters is produced in collaboration with Soundtelling. Production and music by Thomas Henley. 